0: Welcome to another episode of the Twin Picks Podcast. My name is Dan.
1: My name's Nicole.
0: And this is a movie-based podcast where we talk about two films based on a theme. This week our theme is Second Chance Movies. We're going to be talking about Hot Fuzz and Big Trouble in Little China. After that we'll announce the theme for the next episode and the final section is Stitch Up where one of us has to talk about a terrible movie. Last time the listeners voted for me to watch Attack of the Killer Donuts. So stay tuned to hear my thoughts on that movie. Not Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, by the way, which is what I thought you was going to go for. Attack of the oh. Killer Donuts. You did hear me correctly. The donuts.
1: Okay. I didn't <laughs> even know there was Attack of the Tomatoes, so potential well, wish, next stitch up there. You, you did miss a trick <laughs> there, kind of,
0: because uh, I have a, a fear oh. of tomatoes, which I guess if you're going to pick it... Do you? ...will come up at some point. Um, yeah. <laughs> Before Don't go to
1: the tomato festival in the... Um, in spain in that case
0: no i won't (laughs) i don't want to (laughs) i've been to a tomato factory or tomato growing area and that was really like my worst nightmare yeah it's disgusting gross brilliant but before we get to stitch up first section we call anything goes we talk about whatever we want so how have you been mate what is on your agenda for today
1: what is on my agenda for today um what have i been up to i've Everything's kind of opened up here in Melbourne, which is lovely. That's what she said. Um, I went to, <laughs> um, I went to a pub yesterday, and then the weekend oh. before, oh, I had my um, my good friend. Yeah, I went to a pub. Oh,
0: what was that like? Um,
1: and there was no one was wearing masks, which was like kind of bizarre. Yeah, but yeah, and then the weekend before, I had my friend's hen's party, so we went out to to a few bars on the Saturday and then had a high tea on Sunday and got my tea red, my future red from my tea. Oh,
0: okay. (laughs) As you do. What sort of tea? Was it PG tips? Was it like a lemon I think I had
1: like an earl, I had a earl grey tea. They had like some really fruity tea for anyone that's not a tea lover. A lot of people went for that. And there was like, I think there was some sort of green tea. I went for the Earl Grey. I went for the regular tea. So it it doesn't quite nice. need
0: to be a specific type of tea to ri- no. tell the future. Then it could be any tea.
1: It can be any tea, and it's like so they have the ground tea just sitting in there, and then you drink it, and then you're supposed to make sure no one touches the cup, and then once you've had yeah. all your tea, you you flip the cup upside down. And Then, when she gets to you, she reads your tea and she sees all the pictures and all that type of things.
0: Well, Gordon, what did I say about it? you? <laughs>
1: um, who's that character from Despicable Me? Oh, I don't uh, know. not I'm a kidding. minion, but it's like the evil person in that movie. Oh, I think it's his name's Grug. Oh, I forgot what his name is. Anyway, I look like that there is an image of him and she goes, you're an an evil genius and one day you might take over the moon. I was like, brilliant.
0: Oh, okay. What scenario is that going to happen in?
1: I don't know. It's in the future. Apparently.
0: Space tourist missions uh, on one of Elon Musk. (laughs) Maybe. We could podcast from the moon. The first podcast from the moon. Wouldn't that be fun? A moon, not the moon. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Some of it kind of, like, made sense. Oh, there was mention that I was going to be spending a lot of money in the next three months. I was like, well, that makes Likely. sense because I'm currently unemployed and my bank account is going down 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 slightly. Um, some sort of creative project in three months and an unlikely mm. friendship in, like, s- seven months or so. Mm. Exciting. Mm, yeah. We'll wait and see. We'll see if the if what the T
0: <laughs> predicted was correct. Well the T has spoken now. I'm sure the T is correct. The tea has... You should write it all yeah. down and then in a year's time just tick off what was true and what wasn't true. And Yeah, well whatever... I recorded
1: it. I recorded her
0: reading so then Did I you? could listen to it. Oh, why didn't you say this before? We could have inserted audio clip of you and your T read. <laughs> It goes for like seven minutes, though. It's <laughs> yes, a long... right. We've got to pad out these first sections.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that happened. Amazing. But what about you? What have you been up to? Well,
0: not too much. Um, oh, you went for to have your future told by tea. I went and drank a cup of yeah. coffee in a shop. Um, they didn't tell mm-hmm. me my future, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but it was very nice coffee. And I tried chai tea for the very first time and it was quite nice it tasted a little bit like an egg custard tart you've been watching much
1: I've been watching a few tv series and one movie that we've coincidentally watched within the last um couple of weeks when I sent you a a video of who was it Ed Sheeran (laughs) yeah yeah, uh, TV wise, I've watched a TV. I've watched two seasons of Rami, which is um, it's a really funny uh, TV series based on. Well, I don't I don't know if it's a true story, but the writer Rami Yusuf, he's the main actor in this uh, TV series, and he comes from an Egyptian background, living in the states, and he kind of like wants to either settle down or just kind of discover himself, but he just ends up in the most weird situations. And he comes from a Muslim background and he thinks, you know, being closer to God, he might like sort sort his um, life out, but maybe it works, maybe it doesn't work, but it's really funny. Would highly recommend in Australia... Um, It's on Stan. I think it's a Hulu series. Yeah. So if you're in the States, it'll be on Hulu. Oh, okay. So that was quite good. And then I watched a limited series, Australian series slash Scottish series called The Cry, which is based on a couple who come to Australia and next minute their baby has disappeared. Um, But every there's four episodes in total and you think the storyline is based on one thing and then every episode it slightly changes because I don't want to go into too much details just in case anyone wants to watch the series. Yeah, no spoilers. That would highly recommend. Yeah, it was filmed in Scotland and also in Australia. I think probably near like Geelong or Torquay Way it was mainly based around there. And then there was a movie that we both watched. Yeah, in this last week. Unfortunately.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Netflix' um, new big movie at a time of recording, Red Notice, with Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne "The Johnson, kind of a heist type movie, I guess, about a couple of mm. about one art thief um, who's being pursued by Interpol, and it's Ryan Reynolds doing Ryan Reynolds stuff and. Dwayne Johnson doing Dwayne Johnson stuff, and Ed Sheeran doing Ed Sheeran stuff. Um,
1: and Gal Gadot doing Gal Gadot stuff.
0: Yeah, Gal Gadot doing Gal Gadot stuff. Uh, I fell asleep during this one a few times, and I had no desire to re- rewind it and <laughs> and rewatch the bits that I missed. Um, I found it really boring, actually. What do you think of Red Notice?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it was okay. I didn't. I also wasn't. Didn't find it riveting or anything. It's a good movie to kind of like put in. If you just want an easy day, you've had a hangover, just put it on in the background. I don't think it was like mind blowing film. No,
0: no, definitely not.
1: Stitch up worthy. Maybe, yeah. maybe too good for stitch up. It movies. was quite
0: long though. I think it was. It was. It was over two hours. It felt like more than two was hours it? anyway. No. Um, but that's, that's, I've watched a few other things, but I can't be bothered to talk about them. So so I'm done. I'm done. Is there anything else you want to talk about?
1: No, that's it. Let's, um, let's talk about our double bill.
0: Okay. Let's move on to section two then, where we're going to be talking about hot fuzz and big trouble in little China. But as the topic has fallen on your week, it's your turn to prepare a topic intro and about two yeah. hours before we started recording, you sent me a message saying, oh, we're going to do this. So what are you going to be doing? I guess is my question. Uh, I know what you're going to be doing, but it was quite plain. <laughs> the, so. the,
1: the listeners don't really know. The listeners Well, I don't thought I, like we've done so many quizzes over the past, how many episodes? So I thought I'd do some stats on our podcast because it's our hundredth episode. Yeah. Um, I don't
0: think we've mentioned that. Have yeah.
1: We? No, we have not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's episode 100. Yay!
1: Celebrate Yay. So, out of main um double bill including the short films that we've um we've watched, I think I came up with 157 films that we've yep. watched. Stitch Up Films has been about 78. I've watched a total of 24. You've watched a total of 39. Does that mm. sound right? Yeah, that yeah, might sound yeah, yeah. right. It's about right, yeah. In total, you've watched a, a total of uh, 201 films. I've watched 127 oh, 129 films, but 78 of them have been first time watchers.
0: Bloody which hell. just
1: like crazy. I know. That's that's the only reason I do this podcast. I'm like, oh, I want to watch a new film. I'll put it's the only these through films and You yeah. can just
0: watch the movies <laughs> if you want to watch them. You don't have to do I could a podcast. Also, you could just be like what shall I also yeah, no, enjoy more shit, I'll watch catching this week and I'll tell you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that is it. No, I enjoy um, doing the podcast with you and like catching up every fortnight and Having a bit of chin wag about it all. So, in total, we've recorded 200 and uh, not recorded, we've watched our 242 films, including Switch Up. 13 of those have been based on actors. We've had five guests on our podcast. So, maybe we can try and get some more in yeah. the next 50 or 100. Yeah, um, definitely. And we've done the plan only three languages. To try and
0: get more, more guests. Yeah. Done,
1: yeah, it'd be great to have some more.
0: We've done what languages?
1: We've done, th- I think we've only done three in total. We've done Italian, Turkish and Spanish. Yep. But I guess like we've reviewed films from like Indonesia and Japan and China. So a bit yeah. of a div- diversity. And then I, you know, yeah, I messaged you before we recorded. I wanted to ask what. Maybe your favorite episode has been, or like your favorite movie that we've watched over the past hundred episodes.
0: Um, well, you got your classics in there uh, Starship Troopers, Baby Driver, Promising Young Woman was a good one, Aliens. Mm. Um, in terms of themes and double bills, I really enjoyed the Cults one that we did
1: because
0: oh, yeah. I think we covered Midsummer, which is
1: Midsummer. a
0: fantastic movie. And yeah. The ritual, which is is a is a good movie also, but I enjoyed doing the research for that topic intro and and falling down a rabbit hole of cults and because I find that that topic fascinating, the whole belief system around them and the psychology behind why people go for them. So I guess cults one is one that sticks in my mind. What have you got one that that you enjoyed covering or a topic that you thought was, was well good? I
1: thought. Movies set in a day, the, yeah. t- the two films that we um, watched for that, so it was Grandma and Rope. Yeah. I really liked that combination. Um, actor-wise, I mean, Jim Carrey, I love mm, Jim Carrey. That was fun. Um,
0: that
1: was a fun Yeah, episode. that was yeah, a definitely. lot of fun. <laughs> and doing sound effects for that. Um, and then I thought maybe best and worst stitch-up film. So best my stitch-up. best... Yeah, my best stitch up film was Double Dragon. Okay, and I think my worst was probably Birdemic. I was looking at the list and I'm like that looked. It was either that or like Monstered, which I mentioned to my friend the other day mm-hmm. when we were at the hens party. They're like, "There is no such thing," and I got I played them the the song at
0: yeah. the end
1: of the film, and they were just in hysterics. Like they like they could they were gobsmacked by this. I was like, who makes a fucking film about monsters? I'm like, well, I don't know. This person did. Yeah, and I man. had to review it. What about you?
0: Worst stitch up and best stitch up. So worst stitch mm. up and least worst stitch up. The worst one I think still is Human Centipede 2.
1: Which you didn't even get through.
0: No, I, I missed like the last 15 minutes or something. I just had a involuntary reaction and just switched it off and couldn't. Yeah. Couldn't go back to it. It was awful. It's an awful, no. awful, awful, nasty, nasty movie. No. Um, I don't think I really have a best stitch up. They're all, they're all bad. I can't think of a. I mean, of any at the moment that I would kind of rewatch. Yeah,
1: Casablanca. Didn't you? Yeah, Casablanca. Oh yeah, I suppose
0: so. Yeah, I suppose back in a day where Albert accidentally gave me good movies. Just yeah. <laughs> he thought, just because they're old or black and white, he was like, "Oh, it'd be rubbish." So Casablanca, yeah, that was a nice twist in Fate. Um, similarly, Lawrence of Arabia, um, Albert picked that for me because it was like four days long, and it's an excellent yeah. movie, obviously. Love Exposure was another one that he gave me that is a four-hour-long movie, which was was a stitch-up because I had to watch it in three sittings on trains My and God. cars. Because it was just that long, but it was a fantastic movie. So, yeah, I, but recently... There have been none really that I would say are good movies. They're just yeah. the least bad ones.
1: That was pretty much my topic intro. I thought we'd talk a little bit about the films that we've um, reviewed. I mean, you, you've you been on this podcast since day dot. And also, like, thanking all the listeners and all mm. of our podcast pals, like Movie Drone and Pilot Season yeah. and History and Film.
0: Radio Gore Press. Uh, Radio
1: Gore Press. Um, And like Foodie, like Foodie became a good friend of ours um, when I came on the podcast and I got to meet her and she also got to be one of our guests. So um, just thank you to all of our listeners for listening in and hope you guys are still enjoying our podcast. And uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. A hundred episodes in now. Still fun to do. It's great to to have other people on as guests and go on other shows as well and we've been on yeah we've we've guested on other podcasts and that's been a lot of fun to do so yeah like just to echo what you're saying really thanks to everyone for listening uh thanks to everyone that continues to listen and if it's your first one then also thanks for joining us and go back and listen to some of those other episodes that we just mentioned a little bit of a highlight reel there i guess um yeah you could say uh, but just before we just before we move on, actually, I've got a, a question for you on, on, uh, okay. on the movies that we've covered. Are there any movies that we've covered that you, like for the main part, that kind of disappointed you, you thought were going to be better, uh, or the reverse, Ooh. you thought were going to be awful and kind of subverted your expectations? Are there any that you were expecting to be good and were bad and vice versa?
1: Let me have a look at our list.
0: Well, I, I've got one that... I don't know, I'd never heard of it, but I was very, very surprised at how how terrible this movie was. Habab-bam cinematography. Right. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, of course. A, what was that for? That was for... A, that was for Turkish. For Turkish cinema. That was an awful movie. <laughs> it was so bad. Like, it was on the main featured one, but we may as well have just done two Stitch-Up movies that week because it was terrible.
1: <laughs> What was um what was the other Italian film that you really uh, Grandi Magazzini. Oh yeah you also didn't <laughs> enjoy that film.
0: I was trying to think of that and I couldn't remember the name of it. Yeah, Grandi Magazzini.
1: Maybe out of an English speaking film. I think life I was expecting more out of that film. Wine Country, I kinda knew wasn't gonna be like mind blowing.
0: Yeah. But that's yeah, it was shit. pretty It was pretty shit. <laughs> What was Life? Um, I don't remember covering a movie called Life.
1: What was that? Life was um, based on James Dean. Oh, that, yeah. Um,
0: that memorable movie. I was
1: expecting more out of that film. Yeah. So that was a little bit of a, disappointed, a disappointment. I think that's, oh, maybe Americans. Oh, no, Greyhound was another film that I thought was going to be, like, mind-blowing. Oh, Okay. Um, one of our friends had mentioned that it was going to be great. And I, it was all right, but it wasn't like, yeah.
0: I'd, yeah, it was fine. I was
1: a bit disappointed by that film.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Should we move on then? Should we, should we move on to the bit where we talk about in the movies?
1: Yeah. What are we going to start off with?
0: I reckon let's start with Hot Fuzz. So Hot Fuzz came out in 2007. It was directed by Edgar Wright. It's 121 minutes long. A long, long movie for a, for a comedy. The mm. tagline on letterbox reads Big Cops, Small Town, Moderate Violence. And a synopsis reads, As a former London constable, Nicholas Angel finds it difficult to adapt to his new assignment in the sleepy British village of Sanford. Not only does he miss the excitement of the big city, but he also has a well-meaning oaf for a partner. However, when a series of grisly accidents rocks Sanford, Angel smells something rotten in the idyllic village. So, Simon Pegg, let's do the cast here. Um, who we got? Nick Frost. So, yeah, we mentioned Simon Pegg. Yes, Nick Frost, Jim Broadbent, Paddy Considine, Rafe Spall, Kevin Eldon, Olivia Coleman, Bill Bailey, uh, Timothy Dalton, Edward Woodward, uh, Martin Freeman's in there, Steve Coogan's in there, Bill Nye's in there, mm. Stephen Merchant, Adam Buxton. Yeah. Um, it's really a who's who of British comedians in this one mate and yeah people like Kevin Eldon you might not be familiar with Kevin Eldon or you may be but he's like kind of pops up in in comedy British comedy shows and has done probably I've noticed him since the early 90s early to mid 90s popping up in things so it's nice to kind of see all these people popping up but it's about Simon Pegg's character who really is the main person in this and he, he plays Nicholas Angel and he's a policeman and Oh, what I enjoyed about this one is that Simon Pegg plays this one completely straight. Like he's always a bit silly in movies, um, bit of a wisecracker, mm-hmm. but in this he's the straight man and Nick Frost is very much the, the silly character, but his character is a policeman works in a big city um, gets a hand injury. And that, that opening montage where you're seeing Nick Nicholas angels training throughout the years in the force. Uh, oh, no, we're not allowed to call it the force anymore. Um, are you not? not no, well that's what he says in the movie it's one of the quotes because he, oh, he's right. forever correcting people like oh we don't call them <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, accidents right. anymore because it implies that, that there's no one at fault we call them collisions so right. um, yeah we're not allowed to call it the force but it you, it shows his training in a, a nice little I would say signature Edgar Wright kind of montage Mm. sequence where it's quick cuts and you see him, he's training throughout the years.
1: Smash zooms in and like quick pans and...
0: Yeah, all of that stuff. Unconventional
1: Um, transmissions, transitions.
0: Yeah, Yeah, signature Edgar Wright stuff and it works really well. But um, you see Nicholas Angel gets stabbed in the hand by uh, Santa Claus. That Santa Claus was Peter Jackson believe it or not. So there was, there was right. also a cameo from, from a famous director, which uh, which made me laugh. But yeah, so Nicholas gets a hand injury and he's making everyone look bad in the Met. So they send him to a sleepy, quiet village where he, he can sort of stay quiet and not not show everyone up because he's a super cop. And um, mm. he meets Nick Frost, who is a police officer in this quiet village of Sandford, And... He's obsessed, Nick, Nick Frost's character is obsessed with movies and police f- films pop and culture. pop culture. Yeah, he loves Point Break and you haven't seen Bad Boys 2. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's an action comedy, this movie, and it's done in such a good way because it kind of references action movies like we just mentioned, Point Break and Bad Boys. It kind of uses their, some of their style, camera styles um, like the this, this, this spinning round camera and some of the action shots that they use. It does a really good job in in imitating those films, um, but you can tell that it's from a place of love. They're not parodying them
1: uh, yeah, or exactly. taking a piss. It's
0: like, oh no, we love this stuff and we want to do it's our right. own version of it. And I really appreciated that. Um, in the same way that Shaun of the Dead did, I guess, like that kind of was a send up on the zombie culture and zombie movies in general this does the same but for action and cop dramas and, and comedies and, and such did you notice that while we we're on the subject of pop culture when um they're in the shop and nick frost is looking through the basket of dvds i think one of the dvds he looks at is uh, super cop jackie chan movie or police story three um, no. There's a DVD of Shaun of the Dead in the basket when they're, they're about to leave quickly. There's a very flash quick it. little flash of Shaun of the Dead, <laughs> yeah, which that may be. like It's really
1: good.
0: We've um, we covered Shaun of the Dead on our, we mentioned Wine Country. We did Shaun of the Dead for our Drinks in Films episode along with oh, that, right. that movie. And we spoke about how layered the film was with all of the jokes and this is the same There, there's just joke upon joke upon joke it's been a while since i i watched this one as well so i forgot quite a lot of the jokes but i had a lot of fun I revisiting forgot the this.
1: whole plot about this film did you because well. it's
0: you watched it quite yeah. recently didn't you for the first time i think
1: yeah but i was like oh i i forgot like what actually happened like i knew that there was some sort of crime and that someone in the village had done something but i completely forgot that it was like everyone was was on it
0: yeah because it's kind of a murder mystery isn't it like the way that it's set up uh, like they do yeah they do the action drama comedy stuff but then they also do this murder mystery thing and you're not quite sure who the killer is so timothy dalton plays the the shop owner and apparently that's kind of based on a real person that edgar wright used to work for there you go he was kind of the, he ran the town in a way and he had access to everything. Would just waltz into the police station and just offer people biscuits and they would just accept them and tell tell him everything. But he he's kind of set up as the leader. You're kind of meant to believe, Oh, he's the killer because of these murders are happening. But the twist mm-hmm. in the movie is that it's all of them. It's, it's all of the neighborhood watch association or the NWA, <laughs> um, if you will. Yeah, And, um, it's all of those characters that are committing these these murders, and Nicholas Angel s- begins to suspect that these these uh, deaths are not accidental. And he keeps he keeps reiterating this to his his colleagues and his peers, but no one believes him, and they're taking a the mick out of him. Like, I really enjoyed the Andes, the two aggressive detectives in this, oh, yeah. with, <laughs> with moustache and uh, with moustaches, and one of them drinks uh, drinks his pint, and <laughs> Angel goes, "You've got a moustache. And he just looks at him, and goes, "I know." Um, just silly little moments like that just just make me die in these films because they are very silly comedies, but they have they're very they're very done very well, and um, the filmmaking techniques are, are, are spot on as well. And and I guess that's what makes Edgar Wright movies so enjoyable is that you can tell he's a fan of his stuff, uh, and he's mm. just admiring these movies. But also, they are funny and good movies in their own right.
1: Yeah, he'd mentioned that um, there hadn't been some, like, British cop or action cop film in, mm. like, 30 years when um, this film came out. And also Simon Pegg, he'd been in Mission Impossible, but he was, like, the tech guy and not the actual action, you know, he wasn't the Tom Cruise yeah. of this action film. So that's why he they kind of wanted to create this film. And I thought... Like, I loved it the first time I watched it and I also, like, loved it again this time and I'll oh, continually good. watch it maybe every year or um, and recommend it. I think you could watch this with any of your mates and have yeah. a bit of a laugh. And I love this, like, I love British comedy.
0: How does it compare to Shaun of the Dead for you?
1: I guess I think this is... I think I prefer this compared to Shaun of the Dead. Mm. Maybe I've only seen Shaun of the Dead once, so I probably need to watch it again and, like, have a hard thing. I've watched Space uh, since reviewing Shaun of the Dead, so I kind of get the references yeah. between that TV series and that film. And I guess, like, go right. Was he mainly doing, like, horror films before he had done uh, Hot Fuzz?
0: No, not really. He he started on Spaced and a few kind of random British TV shows. Look Around You, I think maybe he directed that, which is a bit of a cult classic BBC thing or Channel 4 thing maybe. It's a British thing. Um, And then Spaced and Shaun of the Dead. And then I think this was kind of straight after. And then the likes of Scott Pilgrim and The World's End and Baby Driver and 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 lately he's he's just released a movie called The Last Night in Soho, which is kind of a horror movie. Um, apparently, kind of looks like so. I think horrors have always been a big influence in in Edgar Wright's filmmaking styles. Yeah, but um, I don't think he's made that many. So it would be nice actually to see some more horror stuff from him. I'm looking forward to watching The Last Night in Soho. Actually, I'm really excited to yeah, watch that same. movie.
1: Is it out there in the UK?
0: Yeah, it's out at the cinema. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I'm hoping within the next week or so um, that yeah. we can get to the cinema and watch that. Hopefully, but I think, I think, I, I think, Shaun of the Dead just takes it for me because. Uh, but I could understand if you prefer Hot Fuzz. I saw I kind of flip flop between the two. I do enjoy Hot Fuzz sometimes. I put that above Shaun of the Dead, but I think on balance, I've seen Shaun of the Dead much much more. And I'm much more familiar with yeah. that movie. It's shorter. It breezes by much, much quicker. And I think that just takes the top spot for me. And then The World's End is is hanging out the bottom.
1: Was it a Cornetto trio?
0: It's a, it's a Cornetto, Cornetto one, yeah. It's um, Hot Fuzz is the filling to the Cornetto trilogy sandwich with, um, hmm. with, with The World's End being the last one. And there's a lot of the same cast. He, he reuses a lot of the same people in a lot of these films. And it's good. They all have chemistry and bounce off each other well. So it's, it always starts from a position of being, a, you know, strong cast and good good jokes. That one's just not as, as good as these two. But Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fires are all-time comedy classics for me. So it's pretty hard to kind of live up to that. Should we do scores or, or have you got some more stuff you want to talk about?
1: Mm, no, that's pretty much it for me okay
0: what am so I'm gonna give this oh, well I'm I'm I, I think this is a very strong movie i I think it's littered with jokes layered with jokes it sends up the action genre and is a brilliant movie for for film fans to watch and I'm gonna give it a nine out of 10 I'm gonna
1: give this film an
0: out of 10, as I do. Oh, strong. That's strong. It's as close as a 9 as you can get apart from 8.9. So shall we move on to Big Trouble in Little China? So Big Trouble in Little China came out in 1986. It was directed by John Carpenter, our first John Carpenter movie, actually. It's Mm -hmm. 99 minutes long. The tagline reads, adventure doesn't come any bigger. The synopsis reads, when trucker Jack Burton agreed to take his friend Wang Chi to pick up his fiancée at the airport, he never expected to get involved in a supernatural battle between good and evil. Wang's fiancée has emerald green eyes, which make her a perfect target for immortal sorcerer Lopan and his three invincible cronies. Lopan must marry a girl with green eyes so he can regain his physical form. Budget was $25 million, box office was $11 million. it completely flopped.
1: Oh, totally wow. flopped.
0: They didn't know how to market this movie because, okay, we'll we'll get into it. But it's an action comedy right. fantasy. It's kind of hard to pin down. It's a weird movie, and, and it kind of subverts the action movie genre and the action hero tropes that you often get in cinema. I love this movie. This is one of my all time favorites. It's in my top ten movies of all time. Um, so be gentle. What did you think of this movie?
1: I didn't mind it.
0: Oh, the high praise. Think...
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't hate it. If I was born in the 80s and I watched this film, I think it would be a bit of fun. It kind of reminds me of Double Dragon, but a lot better than I that film, you. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Double Dragon was great.
0: No, it wasn't. It was awful. I'm
1: pretty sure I gave it a good... I'm pretty sure I gave it a pretty good review. Well,
0: what I, what I I adore this film. I think it's such a special movie, and a lot of that, I guess, is probably personal. It's a VHS that I happen to own. Uh, although I think it was, maybe it was one of those that we recorded off the television. I, I seem to have some memory of having not watched the first scene for a long, long time um, because I watched it a lot on VHS. Them
1: gambling.
0: But the, No, the first scene is uh, Egg Shen, um, where he's being interrogated by his own lawyer, which I thought was weird. But that opening scene uh, was uh, requested to be put in by the studio, who said, we want to know who Jack Burton is. We want to know that he's the hero of the movie. And spoilers, he's not the hero of the movie. Wang Chi is the hero of the movie. Jack, Jack Burton is a buffoon. He's an idiot. And that's yeah. what I really <laughs> love about this film. Like the the, the hero, it was sold as a, an American hero, white savior kind of movie, but it's not. The hero is is a complete idiot, uh, but he thinks he's a hero. That's the, the thing about it. And he's forever given these speeches, like, follow me. I know what I'm doing. Like, it's, it's all safe from here on out. And then there's immediately something that undercuts his heroic behavior and makes him look like an idiot, like, Dropping his knife and missing a fight and stuff like that, and that's what I really. He also, about this film.
1: he also seems like a tough guy, but he's not as like tough as he seems. He's a little bit of a scaredy cat. Oh, not scaredy cat, but like not as like typical hero um, that you yeah. would expect.
0: But that's that's what I'm talking about. Like you, you expect it to go one way, you know. With the one-liners, with being a capable hero who's got skills and things that help the situation, he doesn't. He does nothing. Like the thing that I really love about this film is if you remove Jack Burton from the film, it, the outcome of the movie does not change. It it stays exactly the same, but it's just not as funny. It becomes uh, an action action fantasy. Um, yeah, but that's what I love about. It just kind of completely subverts that kind of expectation, and um, the practical effects. You know, in John Carpenter movies, you've always got really good practical effects, and I really enjoyed the eye monster in this. I enjoyed the furry monster in this. I thought all so of that stuff was, was was great. And it's like watching it as a kid. It was a it was a strange one to watch because I remember. My, my favorite scene is in the alleyway when they first encounter Lopan but I remember watching that scene Wait. as a kid and seeing the two gangs fighting and then the three storms come out and I was a bit scared when I was a kid I was like oh who are these who are these guys and the escalation of it all yeah you know, all of those fight scenes in that alleyway were, were done really well and I just enjoyed the confusion of it and the escalation and Jack Burton just hasn't got a clue what's going on he goes blind because he looks at Lopan. And they splash water in his eyes, and then they they run away, and he loses Problems his truck, right? and and yeah, his his motivation for for um trying to find helping Wang Chi find his fiance is that he wants to find his truck,
1: his truck, yeah. yeah.
0: And I love all that stuff. All all of that stuff. Kind of, he's not a hero. He just wants his truck back. He's an idiot. He misses fights. And my other favorite part of this movie at the end is during the climactic fight scene is where he, you know, they, they drink the potion and, you know, standing in the elevator and I feel kind of invincible. And I love <laughs> so the look on... I feel on, really good now. <laughs> yeah. I love the look on Egg Shen's face during that scene. If you look at his face where everyone else is kind of patting each other on the back and being like, yeah, we're great, aren't we? We're heroes. We're going to do a good time. We're going to do a good thing here. And Egg Shen's just kind of looking like, I can't believe I'm in the elevator with these idiots. It's very, it's done very well. <laughs> And um, and then when they step out of the elevator and it's they're heading towards the final fight scene, Jack Burton fires his gun into the air, and a concrete pillar falls on his head, knocks himself out, and he's asleep for the, for the oh, most yeah, part that's right. of the final action <laughs> sequence. I guess for me, like it's it's more of a personal thing, just because I'm so familiar with it and and had watched it on and repeat so many favorite, times as a, as a child. Yeah, it's a childhood favorite. I think mm. I saw on a spreadsheet that you. You'd, you'd put on childhood favorites on the list as an upcoming mm. topic which will be fun to do but this definitely would have been on that list definitely one of those movies as i said that would have been recorded off the television and you kind of have a fond memory for i got the uh, arrow blu-ray release on of this movie and i will say that the extras on that are excellent it's the first time i've ever owned it on on disc format i'd never bought it on dvd because i'd seen it so much as a kid that i just i didn't need to see it again at that point but then when the arrow uh, version got released i bought it and the extras are amazing and i've watched the commentary with john carpenter and kurt russell more than once probably two or three times now at this point and i enjoy that just as much as i enjoy watching the movie and there's some good interviews and stuff on it so if you're if you're a fan of this movie and you don't own a disc copy i would definitely recommend the arrow release of this if you want to get a bit more information because it's just layered yeah. with stories uh, marketing stories and how the studio didn't know what to do with it and how they made the film and all of that stuff. Also,
1: Kurt Russell wasn't sure if he should be part of this film as well because he had a fair few films that flopped prior to this. Is that right?
0: Well, he's he, was, he wasn't a huge star. You could argue that he never really has been like a huge headline star. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think he was kind of on just on the up. I think maybe what had he done before this is kind of an 86. So he'd done a thing which flopped, but is now a cult classic. He had done yeah. Escape from New York, which had done very well. But yeah, I guess it was a risk. But they seemed to be on the same page, Carpenter and Russell about where this character was going and, and what they kind of wanted from it. And they wanted to subvert the expectations. So when when the studio said to them you know we want you to put this scene in in the beginning of the film to explain to the audience that Jack Burton is a hero when they were asked to do that they were fine with it because they sort of thought well yeah because that's just going to subvert the audience's expectation even more they're going to see this poster and go oh this is an action movie with a hero and then they see that scene they go yeah it's like Jack Burton's definitely going to be the hero and then as the movie goes on you kind of realize that he's not I think he was—he was probably nervous about doing it. I'm sure his agent had mm. had something to say about it, but I don't think there was any real—I didn't pick up on any real doubt in his mind on on to do it because he's just—I mean, because Kurt Russell is just laid back and just wants to have fun.
1: Yeah, um,
0: yeah, good, uh, good movie, good extras. I love this all-time classic for me. What else have I got to say? I think I've done my favourite scenes. Um, I could talk about this all day, but. I know you probably don't want to, and we need to get on and move on to the next section. So should we begin to wrap it up?
1: Yeah, let's wrap it up. 10 out of 10. I
0: really. Yeah, yeah. for me, it's a 10 out of 10. I've seen it. I've definitely seen it at least 30 times. Um, I love it. It's a Saturday wow. night movie. I put it on, have a beer, don't have a beer, enjoy it all the same. It's a perfect a movie for me. Yeah, have a cup of chai, yeah. <laughs> it's a perfect movie for me, mate, and I just enjoy it. So it's a full mark full mark one.
1: I'm gonna give this a seven out of ten. Let's Ugh, see if that changes it on the next times. What do
0: you mean? <laughs> seven out
1: of ten. First time what?
0: Yeah, it's not it's not for everyone, I guess, but seven out of ten is still a strong score. I guess just because yeah. I've got such an affinity for it. It just hurts my feelings if someone gives it less than a ten. Um But never mind, we've done it, we've covered it, and uh, I guess that means it's time to move on to the part where we announce what we're going to be choosing for the next episode. It's back to me. Yeah, it's
1: your topic.
0: Yeah, it's my topic. So for episode 101, it's a topic that I've been trying to get on for a while, we just haven't done it because we've been trying to time it with a certain movie release, which is the new Matrix movie. So the new Matrix, I believe it's called Matrix Resurrections, will be out a couple of weeks after the, the our picks episode goes out. But it's within the, mm. that sort of time frame. So we're going to be doing Keanu Reeves movie to celebrate the release of the Matrix Resurrections. So don't forget to tune in next week to hear what we pick for our Keanu Reeves movies. Um, the last section. Stitch, section three. Stitch up. Stitch up where one of us has to talk about a terrible movie. This week, it was my turn again, and I had to watch Attack of it the Killer do- Donuts. Yeah.
1: For once, I didn't have to watch two films. Or like, if it's it's been back and forth the last couple of weeks. But for at least two weeks in a row, I've had a break. So
0: Yeah, you've had a couple Let's of weeks break. About. So good for you. Um, So, Attack of the Killer Donuts came out in 2016. It's 98 minutes long. It was directed by Scott Wheeler. The tagline on Letterboxd reads, We've eaten them for years. Now it's their turn. The synopsis reads, A chemical accident turns ordinary donuts into bloodthirsty killers. Now it's up to Johnny, Michelle and Howard to save their sleepy town from killer donuts. A chemical accident really makes it sound more grand than it is. That chemical accident is a crazy scientist having a wrestle with a shopkeeper. And a serum that he's developed Brilliant. just squeezes it out of his pocket and into the cooking oil where the donuts are made, uh, and contaminates <coughs> the oil, and then that's how they become killer donuts. That's it. It's not really a chemical accident. Well, I suppose it is a chemical accident. It just it's not it as is. It sounds yeah. So young, thirty-eight year old teenagers. They work in a donut shop where during this time, cro- the kid's crazy uncle is developing this serum which turns rodents crazy, which gets spilled into the cooking oil as we mentioned. Um, that turns the donuts into deranged killers, which made me wonder if it would turn all products into deranged killers, or, or would it? Or was it just donuts? Well, I mean, what would it do to a celery? Are they all killers? Do they get different temperaments? I don't know. Like, these are all questions that were going through my mind, but they decided to focus on donuts. They did branch out into other pastry products. There was some cakes and and various things that towards croissants. the end of the movie, the croissants. Yeah, I'm sure there was a an angry croissant in there. But um, the, these donuts, they start killing people. They drive at one point. There's there's a scene where the donuts are driving.
1: Brilliant.
0: They've got teeth in the middle in a in a little circle of the donut. They've got little teeth there and one of them's on the steering wheel, the other one's on the gas pedal. And it all kind of leads to this final action sequence where the donuts are kind of floating around the store. A bit like Birdemic. It reminded me of that movie in a way where the you know, you've got the clip art um, seagulls in that They did a similar thing with the donut I think they're probably all on strings and it was it was quite funny because the cast are sort of laying there and you, just all I was thinking about was the crew just throwing these donuts <laughs> at, the, at the cast um, and them getting cream and sugar and shit all over them there's a scene in this where a man literally shits himself to death and they comment on it they actually say Aww. a man just literally shits himself to death and that was quite that's funny. Terrible. It, was, it was probably my favorite um, scene in the movie <laughs> because they commented on it. And then that's where I got to the point where I was like, oh, okay. They know what they're doing here. At least they're not, you know, they're not trying to make a serious movie. It is
1: A serious film. Yeah, It is.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, obviously. But I kind of, it was kind of amusing in a way. Some of the dialogue, the crazy scientist stuff, the, the dialogue was ridiculous, but amusing in its own way. And the acting was a bit hammy, but it wasn't, the worst one I've seen. We spoke earlier about worst stitch-up movies. It wasn't the worst because it had something going for it in that it was kind of funny, and it's something I probably mm. would put on if we if we were sitting around one night having some beers and it was end of the night and we wanted a bit of a laugh. Then I put that on. Maybe you do a shit movie festival where you put on things like this and Monster and, <laughs> and, and Double and Dragon, and uh, yeah, it would it would fit in one of those. Not the worst I've seen. I'm glad it was short it was like 88 minutes long or something I think so I appreciated oh, that cool. it was it was nice and breezy but it could have been cut short the one criticism I would say is that the first act it took about 20 minutes for the donuts to start killing people and I could have done with all of that like do the scientist stuff but then just get straight into it and maybe make it a stuck in the place killer donut movie like I, that was my 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 critical thought on this movie is make it a stuck in a place killer donut movie. Three out of ten. That's pretty good. Uh, Yeah, not bad. It was all right. It it had its It's moments. It had its moments. Yeah. Um, Yeah, not the worst. I guess we've got to find out then who's going to be watching the next Stitch Up movie. As you mentioned, you've had a couple of weeks break and I've watched two movies on a bounce. So this poll, which you put on about 15 minutes ago, was The Cat from Outer Space (laughs) for me versus Movie 43 for me.
1: And at time of recording, there's been a total of 11 votes been meaning to put this poll on all weekend and i was like oh do i just leave it and we just do a twin cost a uh, twin costs flip
0: let's do a twin cost cost. (laughs) i want to do that that sounds fun 11 votes you said
1: 11 votes seven of them have gone to you four of them have gone to me fuck's sake so even if we put this which i'm very surprised about
0: well, do you know what? I, like, Apparently, The Cat from Outer Space is not that bad. So maybe that was my error. Ah, there we go. Oh, bollocks. So I've got to watch Movie 43. Next time, we're definitely doing a cross.
1: You're going to hate me for this next film. My mum has requested. She goes, oh, have you put this, as this film came on Sitch Up yet? As she also asked, she goes, have you been losing recently? I'm like, no, I haven't. I've, I've been doing quite well. Yeah. So she suggested Grease. And I was like, oh, oh, let's go mate. a step further <laughs> and let's do Greece 2. <laughs> I, I
0: knew it. <laughs> oh, my God. You're the one that I want. No, you are fucking not, Greece 2. Grease 2. Greece 2. <laughs> <Greece too. laughs> You're such an asshole, man. Greece 2.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's... On
0: the next poll, or Toinkos. Toss. Toin- <laughs> the next costs <laughs> will be Grease 2 versus Movie 43. Grease 2. 115 minutes long. It's fucking long. It's a long musical. Two years after the original Grease Gang graduated. Oh, they said the word gang. I already hate it. Grease 2. So, don't forget to vote for Nicole to watch Movie 43. No. Don't no. don't forget. Not cat movie, be movie out of space.
1: You're watching movies. I'm already 43. watching movies <laughs> for free. The next
0: one, vote for Nicole to watch. Yes, agreed with you. Vote for Nicole to watch the cat from outer space, or we'll do the towing costs. Um, but vote for her on on our Instagram page, which is at TwinpixPod. You can email the show on Gmail at TwinpixPod at gmail.com, or you can support us on Coffee dot com slash TwinpixPodcast with our coffee needs and podcast hosting requirement. And uh, where can we find you, mate?
1: You can find me on Instagram at nika or Nika Creative.
0: So, thank you very much for listening. Tune in next week to episode 101, where we're going to be picking Keanu Reeves movies. See ya! Bye! Bye.